Hello and happy Tuesday, my friends. I'm Emily San Juan, and I'd like to welcome you back to another informative episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we provide insights and visibility into products and solutions across the Cisco portfolio and trending topics across our industry. If you happen to like our podcast, please feel free to follow us and share your favorite episodes with your colleagues and friends. Of course, if you have any thoughts or comments on what we should cover in a future episode, let us know. Talk with us on Twitter at, at Cisco Champion. And just a heads up, the Cisco Insider Champion program is now accepting applications through the month of February. So if you are interested in becoming a member and joining this amazing community, apply today. You can find the link in the show notes below. All right. So today we are talking about Cisco Nexus dashboard and Nexus cloud, and in particular, we will discuss how it can enable IT ops, NetOps, and DevOps teams to innovate and meet the business needs of infrastructure automation. Our champions and Cisco experts will cover the diverse set of integration use cases. So join us for what will surely be an informative conversation. So let's get to introductions. Michael, or Mike, let's start with you. Yes, only I'm only called Michael when I'm in trouble, so. Yes. Okay, good to know. <laughs> So uh, Mike Whitty, I work for Worldwide Technology as a principal architect. Um, pretty much have been down the data center path for about the last dozen years or so at Worldwide, really focusing on on data center technologies. You know, the switching portion of it and um, cloud connectivity. Um, and recently, the last three four years, I've been working on a lot of EFT and a lot of. Um, you know, alpha code. So, you know, I've been working with Nexus cloud and Nexus dashboard when these products weren't even available to customers. So I've seen a lot of things come to fruition, which has been quite exciting. So looking forward to uh, talking about this and all the things that uh, are coming in the future. And uh, that's about it. All right. Alex, you're up hey. What do you do? Yeah, um, my name is Alexander Deka. I'm a principal engineer. I'm working for NTT. Uh, similar as Mike, I spent um, uh, a lot of time uh, recently specifically in data center technologies. I'm focusing actually on ACI and also in integration with Nexus Dashboard, you know, the NDO. And yeah, that's um, in a nutshell. I mean, you know, having a history as well in working in service provider, but it's uh, interesting to see where we are actually as a company growing to uh, with the products of Cisco. So. Looking forward. All right. Mayuri and Will, thank you for being with us today. Can you tell us more about who you are and what you do at Cisco? Sure. Thanks, Emily. Hey, everybody. This is Mayuri Kulkarni, and I'm working as a director of product management here at Cisco. With about 18 plus um, years of industry experience, especially in the networking, uh, networking domain, I have been with Cisco since 10 years now. And here at Cisco in the data center team, I'm leading the ecosystem integrations across our partners, as well as multi-cloud networking um, related uh, products in our portfolio. And my name is Will Zupan. I'm a member of Mayuri's ecosystem team. Specifically, I work with our third-party partners. So F5, Radware, the Cisco Security BU, ServiceNow, Splunk, AlgoSec, and a few others, figuring out how we can integrate their various products with ACI, Nexus Dashboard, and Nexus Cloud as well. And I've been with Cisco for, I think in three days will be my year and a half. It's hard to believe that that much time has gone by already, but it's been a great experience and I'm looking forward to the discussion today. 
All right. So I think I'll uh, I'll I'll lead things off. Um, one of the things that you know we we keep hearing about is is Nexus Cloud, right? And I think most customers uh, from a Cisco data center standpoint, um, you know, have a good understanding of Nexus dashboard. But really, what what are the Nexus Cloud and Nexus dashboard platforms, and how do you compare contrast them? Um, you know, for consumers or customers. Sure. Thanks for the question, Mike. The way um, I would address that question is Nexus dashboard, you know, it's been a hardware platform. We have been shipping it. We started off it being a hardware platform. It is also available as a virtual form factor, as well as for customers uh, to download them as an army image from AWS cloud, um, as well as we are posting it on Azure. So. Basically, the consumption model for Nexus dashboard is that of customers operating the product, customers who are operating um, like any fabric uh, on ACI or NDFC. Similar to that, they will be operating the Nexus dashboard. Now, we do have apps running on the Nexus dashboard, which is the Nexus dashboard orchestrator app. We have the Nexus dashboard insights app and the Nexus dashboard fabric controller, which is the NDFC, which is what we call as NDFC for NXOS data center fabrics. So they run the EVPN VXLAN technologies uh, for data center fabrics. Now, these are all the apps which run on top of Nexus dashboard. And again, it is operated by customers. We uh, basically ship orchestration capabilities, analytics, insights capabilities, as well as controller capabilities with all of these different apps on the Nexus dashboard. Coming to Nexus Cloud, we launched Nexus Cloud in uh, Cisco Live uh, 2022. And one of the key things uh, that we want to deliver with Nexus Cloud is a very simplified consumption model for our customers. Now, what does it mean? First and foremost, it is a SaaS solution. So customers do not need to operate any hardware or a virtual machine as they are using the Nexus Cloud. So they go and log in into a portal where they get their login information. They can use their Cisco credentials as well for the login. The Nexus Cloud automatically then connects to their data center fabrics. So whether it's an ACI or a standalone NXOS or NDFC fabric, Nexus Cloud is going to automatically connect to their fabrics. And we are going to start off with the visibility pieces for all the data center networking technologies. What it means is Nexus Cloud is going to provide inventory. It's going to provide you with topology view um, with all the different analytics and insights capabilities that you would get in the Nexus dashboard insights. So we are going to start off with the insights analytics capabilities. And again, if you see compare and contrast uh, between the two, it's mainly the consumption model. We do have a um, few more apps running on Nexus dashboard, which is the orchestrator and the controller app. Um, and again, Nexus Cloud is going to evolve into a fully uh, as a service model for analytics and insights for data center networks. I hope that clarifies, um, you know, the differentiation yes. between the two mm -hmm. platforms. Yeah. Alex, you have anything? Yeah. So, so um, I was uh, thinking about it. I mean, uh, for example, um, you, you mentioned as well, uh, it's uh, as a service um, that, that you can mm -hmm. run, but what about uh, customers that already did some some heavy investments, of course, with the on-prem, uh, you know, the, the the physical appliances, right? What is the uh, what is the strategy there as well, where the customer is looking at, you know, like uh, with all the new cloud technology coming uh, up 
um, available as well. What would you recommend for customers to look at in the near future, right? So how do you see the transition between the on-prem uh, solution versus the Nexus Cloud? Yeah, so uh, the way I would answer that is we do have both the offerings and we will continue to have both these offerings for our customers, right? So based on uh, the various use cases, based on what kind of compute requirements uh, you have for your on-prem, you can choose either of the two. Uh, like, for example, we have pretty big enterprise customers who do not mind having a you know, physical form factor or physical appliance, plus they have a whole lot of telemetry flow requirements, uh, which is catered to by the Nexus Dashboard Insights app running on Nexus Dashboard, right? So based on your uh, overall use case and requirements and your comfort with the operating model, right? Like if you do mm -hmm. not want a SaaS solution or if you're comfortable operating uh, the Nexus Dashboard from your on-premises data center, then you can pretty much go with Nexus Dashboard. Again, strategically, uh, there we are going to, you know, both of these are shipping products and we are going to have them as an option for the customers. And ease of consumption is what, uh, you know, will drive the requirement here. Right, right. So, so one of the things I had a question about is, could, could you share the your strategy from an infrastructure as code? Um, you know, we're, we've kind of seen some things where they say Nexus is code and, you know, could you could you help expand upon that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, infrastructure as code overall, as you know, it's a way it's a way for customers to operate and automate their entire infrastructure pieces, right? And then uh, with ACI as well as with NXOS and DFC, we have provided options for our customers from day one to automate their infrastructure pieces. We have deep integrations with HashiCorp, Terraform, uh, with Ansible from Red Hat. Um, apart from that, we have uh, you know all the published uh, modules. We have a whole lot of published um, Ansible modules that are for providers um, on our GitHub. So um, the idea here is first and foremost use your tool, whichever tool you are comfortable with for automating, and. Another feedback that we received from customers was a whole lot of times uh, they do not know how to start with Terraform, how to start with Ansible. They want a very simplified YAML-like experience, like a YAML code-like experience, where they can just plug in the different uh, inputs for their automation pieces. And then we do the job or some tool does the job of converting them into Terraform providers or then calling the APIs uh, below, you know, from the Terraform or Ansible point of view. So with Nexus as code, what we have tried to do is we have tried to simplify the consumption of your Terraform uh, providers as well. Um, so there is a layer of software. It's an abstraction layer that we as Cisco have provided. And that abstraction layer enables you to enter your specific data to plug in your data points or to plug in your input into a YAML file. And then we take that and then in turn call the specific Terraform providers. We call, we have written Terraform modules as well, which are, you know, already published in GitHub. Uh, so we do all the automation pieces. It's more of a prescriptive way of configuration where Cisco, as Cisco, we provide the best practices. We encode it into config files for you. And then as a customer, it's a very easy way to just plug in your data. So that's yeah. pretty much. I, I, like, I like that because a lot of times customers do struggle with the automation pieces, right? I've, we've seen that over the years, they'll, they'll use Postman or something like that. But 
when you start getting into Ansible Terraform, uh, it's just customers are having a little hard time grasping that. So I really do like the fact that you guys are providing a, a way to do that, right? So is, is there any particular um, module, Ansible or Terraform that you would tend to point the customer towards? Yes, so uh, for ACI, for example, we have the tenant, uh, con the tenant as well as the uh, VRF and the bridge domain. So the entire uh, tenant configuration module, um, it is all prepackaged and it is available as Nexus S code. And basically, we do we take care of all the interdependencies whenever you're trying mm -hmm. to create a tenant, all the verbs, BDs, everything that is needed for that. There is a module for L3 out configuration. Again, that is a configuration which has interdependencies across verbs, um, and there's a module for that. So we do have these published modules, and um, you know we have Nexus S code. There is a Cisco. If you just do a Google search on Nexus S code, or we can provide the link. Um, you know we we can provide the link as part of this podcast. Um, that will take you to the published modules for Nexus S code. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be great. Yeah. So you talked about, um, you know, like Terraform and uh, more about Ansible and the automation piece, but what are the, some of the other um, ecosystem partners that Cisco is working with? Uh, maybe it's also interesting for our listeners to look at what's uh, possible there. I think there are some interesting uh, use cases as well. Sure. So across our portfolio, Nexus Dashboard, Nexus Cloud, ACI, NDFC, and NXOS, we have more than 60 ecosystem partners. That said, over the past two to three years, we've been working with a handful of third party partners a little bit more closely. So in security, AlgoSec, Tufin, as well as our own security business unit um, in the application delivery performance space, F5, Radware, and Splunk. Uh, we just touched on infrastructure as code and our partnerships there with Red Hat and HashiCorp. We have an important partnership with ServiceNow. Um, we work with the major cloud providers like AWS and Azure. And then, of course, we also have our, our partnerships with the other business units within Cisco and integrations with AppDynamics, SD-WAN, Thousand Eyes, and, and Cisco Eyes. So if you think about that and the number of partners, there's a pretty broad set of different use cases that we tackle uh, via our integrations. But maybe it helps to give an example through our partnership with ServiceNow. And because there we span several different use cases, and I would stratify them into three different buckets. So we have our configuration and orchestration and management use cases. Um, we have the Nexus Dashboard Insights app for ServiceNow, and then we have the ND Connector for ServiceNow as well. And so the first two, we have two apps, the AC application for ServiceNow, as well as the ACI orchestration app. You download them via the ServiceNow store, you install them on your ServiceNow instance, and they query back to the APIC API to be able to, they allow you to import data into your ServiceNow instance and, and do a number of things with it. So for example, you can discover the different devices that are in your fabric. You can actually visualize the topology and relationships between them. Um, you can store configuration archives or actually do updates to your fabric directly from ServiceNow. And then probably one of the coolest features is you can create custom workflows that allow you to manipulate pretty much every available CI object. So you can create, delete, modify tenants, application profiles, endpoint groups, et cetera. Then we have the, oh, and one more thing I would add on that as well is that in the next couple of months, we're actually gonna to try to simplify 
things even further from a management perspective and consolidate these two applications into one Cisco management app for service now. And the idea is that we'll also extend those use cases that I just talked about to Nexus Dashboard Fabric Controller and NXOS standalone deployments as well, in addition to ACI, which we support today. So that's the first bucket around management and orchestration. Then we have the Nexus Dashboard Insights app for ServiceNow. And this allows you to query the Insights API and pull anomaly data and import it into your ServiceNow instance in this app. And you can set the parameters and rules for how often you want to pull anomaly data. You can create certain advisories based on that anomaly data. You can actually visualize the advisories and, and uh, separate them by severity. And then most importantly, you can take advantage of ServiceNow's incident management capabilities and create tickets and assign them to different users and groups. And then finally, we get to that third bucket I talked about. So the Nexus Dashboard Connector for ServiceNow is our most recent integration. And the thinking behind that was trying to simplify things even further for the network operator. Because it's very helpful to have the Nexus Dashboard Insights app for ServiceNow and be able to take anomaly data and see it within ServiceNow. But if you think about the person using that, it tends to be maybe your ServiceNow admin, who's not just doing that for his or her ACI or data center fabrics, but is looking at anomalies, advisories, creating tickets across the entire infrastructure. The ND connector takes the specific tickets that are relevant to the network engineer and allows he or she to see them directly on Nexus Dashboard via the app. So you download the ND connector from our DC App Center, you install it on Nexus Dashboard, and it gives network engineers a really easy way to create, see their tickets, and then resolve them as they go around resolving the issue in the fabric and do all of this directly via Nexus Dashboard as opposed to having to hop between um, Nexus Dashboard and ServiceNow. So I think just one partner that's I went through quite a few different use cases, but I think it illustrates the, the breadth of different benefits that we can provide to our customers via our third party integrations. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, for, from our standpoint, we're, we're, we're kind of doing that. And I've also seen a couple other customers that I work with. So basically, you know, everybody wants to, you know, always have a ticket number and track changes, right? So if, the, if there is an issue and you have to make a change, right, that, that needs to be tracked. Okay, and, and and that integration with service now allows customers to do that very, very simply, right? You see you see an error, generates a ticket, the guy pick, you know, the the tier one guy picks it up, it might have to get escalated, and then he can close the ticket. But you, you always have that um that change management right right at your fingertips. And I, I think that's a really important piece to to understand that integration. I think it's uh, it's good as well because that's something that's actually was always a little bit of a missing piece. Eh? I mean, there's always the end-to-end -end visibility of something, what's happening, right? Because we, we all know um, when we, back in the days, you did some changes on the fly, but nobody was actually aware of what's going on. And you can see now uh, it's nicely fitting the, 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 the vision where Cisco is moving into, uh, specifically also with uh, everything uh, related to cloud. Uh, um, so you have the automation piece, you have the orchestration, and then this part is really something what I'm seeing at customers is the end-to-end -end visibility also what's happening. Yeah, yeah like uh, uh, like things like Apti and, and um, you know, Thousand Eyes, they, they really do help out a lot. 
maybe you can guys talk a little bit more about that. Huh? I think it's uh, also an interesting uh, yes, topic. It is. It is. Yes. Um, and thanks for the question, Mike and Alexander, because we do have um, integration between Nexus Dashboard Insights and App Dynamics. Um, and it's really a very good uh, use case for our customers where they want to see from an application point of view what's happening in the network, plus from a networking point of view, uh, how do my networking constructs correlate with that of the application health and what's happening in the application space, right? Um, the idea here is to reduce uh, the mean time to innocence or the mean time to root cause for any issue which is happening for your application. Now, there are uh, there are actually three to four things which we do as part of uh, this integration, which we deliver on. The first is the application health. So we take the application health information from App Dynamics into Nexus Dashboard Insights, and we basically correlate that and uh, we overlay it on top of our networking constructs of what's happening within your data center networking, right? Then there is a performance impacting events or PIE. Uh, which is which is a short form for that in app dynamics and these are pretty much the events which are like a filtered set of events which can potentially impact the performance of your applications so we import those events into the nexus dashboard insights and again we do the correlation of whether any of these performance impacting events is caused because of uh, you know something happening within your network a configuration change that was done um, or some anomaly which got triggered within your network is there any correlation between the two then we also do the network telemetry correlation with what's happening within your application so let's say there is some latency which is experienced by your application is there some latency in the network which can correlate the two, meaning we know which app is sitting behind which network entity. So we know that this application is sitting behind this particular leaf switch. There is some uh, BD, this is, these are the BD and the VRF uh, EPG configurations for this application. We can then correlate any network latency that we see with the application latency and provide a map to the user as in what really is happening. And then the last use case is that of topology. So there is, uh, you know, the topology view where we map the application topology view with the network topology view for the network admin to provide, you know, to get a better view and to understand what's happening within their network and application space. And these are pretty interesting use cases. Um, and, you know, if you have any feedback or any customers who are using it, uh, feel free to, you know, add on to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have a customer, and you know, you know, he saw what we had actually, um, you know, built out in in the ATC, and and you know, what we have is we have an application that's sitting on an ACI fabric. It's pointed to Nexus dashboard, and we also have um, AppD agents that are sitting on the servers. Okay. We also have endpoint users, right? That actually have the thousand eyes um, agent as well. So what we're able to see is we actually get that end-to-end -end visibility, right? So so now that we're doing you know hybrid work and and things like that, that becomes really important to be able to get that end-to-end -end visibility that that you know really wasn't applicable, right? You could see the branch, or you could see you know campus, or you could see data center, but there was really no way to stitch them together and you know by utilizing thousand eyes app d and nexus dashboard we can correlate 
all that data in one place and look at it and then we can determine is it truly a network issue or maybe is that server having cpu memory issues um you know th this particular customer after seeing that kind of implemented that and and typically the, what would happen with them is they would have outages due to a lot of firewall rules and a lot of acls right they were they were very security conscious and they had a lot of a lot of ACLs and things like that, and or contracts, right? Contracts and filters, and you know, typically, you know, they would get a, an issue, and it would take you know hours and hours and hours. They'd have to get the app people involved. They'd have to get the VMware guys involved, and there, there was no way to to trace that through, right? And now with all these integrations, you know, within a couple of minutes, they can just see that okay, it's not the network; it's actually a problem with you know, a firewall rule that somebody put on or an ACL that somebody put on or, um, you know, a problem with the service. So it's, it's, you know, to your point, it's cut the mean time to instance um, tremendously down and where, you know, it's basically the network dashboard operator can actually fix the problem if it's a network issue um, instead of dragging all these other people in, right, to figure out what's wrong with the application. So. You know, we're, we're seeing a tremendous uh, decrease in, in operating expenses, you know, from outages with, with tools like this. Yeah, very powerful use case. It is a yes. powerful use case. Yeah. Mike, never the network. It's never the network. But now we can prove it. <laughs> <laughs> now we can at least prove it. So <laughs> we don't need to work uh, hours and hours. So. Um, hey, so the, the the topic of today is the open platform, right, for innovation. So maybe you can expand a little bit as well how um, our customers can leverage the openness of the platforms that uh, that we actually are having. Maybe you can elaborate there as well. Yeah, for sure. So I think the very first thing um, I would talk about here is um, any product that we develop uh, in our portfolio, right? Um, there are there there is an it's an API first kind of an approach. So we have published APIs the way you would do any configuration on the UI. You can pretty much consume the same configuration using automation and using the APIs. Now specifically coming onto Nexus dashboard and Nexus Cloud as well. Uh, these are platforms which are going to enable a whole lot of. Uh, you know, different applications or different kind of integration points for our customers. Now, what do I mean by that? Just the simple fact that uh, we have the Nexus dashboard, which is hosting um, applications, like the, we have the ServiceNow application, we have the Splunk application. Uh, similarly, we are going to provide APIs uh, for customers, as well as we are going to provide different kinds of SDK sets for our customers to create apps to create more value added integrations either on their own or through our as part of our ecosystem partnership we will also be providing them these apps and these uh, platforms can then host the apps these platforms will also be providing uh, a set of tools toolkits right so basically a toolkit which will enable the customers to come up and write these apps and not worry about, you know, how to consume the infrastructure in order to write the app, but just focus on the new innovation use cases for integrations. Um, what it will mean is, again, the tool set using the APIs um, and uh, some of the automation frameworks that we have published on GitHub. All of these together can enable our customers to build newer and newer and more powerful integration use cases. 
We are also providing these toolkits for our own ecosystem partners, and we are working closely with them as well uh, to enable some of the most commonly used integration points. And as an example, um, I think we can talk about what we are doing with the L4, L7 services. Um, we can talk about that. But the idea here is, uh, you know, we have these platforms which are set to be, uh, you know, which are set to have these automation frameworks, which are set to have all the APIs, um, provide toolkits, which will then be consumed by our customers and partners. I hope that makes sense. Yep. Makes and sense. I would also add to that too, that we're trying to find, we're trying to think about features that we could build into our own products that other third party partners could take advantage of. And I think that touches back to what Mayuri was just saying at the end there about our L4, L7 partners. And it goes back a couple of questions ago to Mike and Mayuri and your conversation around mean time to innocence and how do we provide end to end visibility. So we have something that our customers have asked for and that we're working on called the related flow use case. Nexus Dashboard Insights, as I'm sure you're well aware, has one of its features is the flow record feature that allows you to see the path that a packet takes as it traverses your data center fabric. There's a problem, though, if you have a service device, be it a firewall or a load balancer in the middle of that path that's performing NAT, because today Insights has no way to be able to actually account for the NAT that the load balancer, for example, is doing, and what's truly a single flow from client to host gets broken up and seen by insights as two separate flows. And so what we're working on is a collector for insights that'll be able to ingest five tuple uh, IP fix and net flow data. And then we will work with our third party partners like the Cisco security business unit F5 Bradware to be able to export that data, um, that flow record information to insights so that we can have a way to connect these two previously separate flows together and thereby give a customer true end-to-end -end visibility, even when they have a device from one of these companies in the middle of that traffic path. And so that allows you to more quickly troubleshoot when you have something going wrong. Did the traffic arrive on the load balancer, for example? If not, then we have a problem with our the part of the fabric that's handling that, handling that front-end first part of the flow. If it arrived on the load balancer, but and went out the load balancer, but didn't arrive back on the host, then we have to go investigate that part of the fabric. Or maybe there's some issue on the load balancer and we very quickly know it's not the network engineer's fault. Um, and we can turn the case over to the, the um, application team or whoever's actually managing the load balancer directly. But in addition to making our APIs public and building toolkits, we also wanna think about these types of uh, features that we can build into our own products that our partners can take advantage of and bring significant value to our joint customers. Powerful message. Yeah, I really think the um, the ability for you guys to start importing IP fix and and NetFlow data is is uh, is a very very big deal, right? Because a lot of times customers will have multi OEM systems. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? Um, nobody's nobody out there is going to have all Cisco or or very rarely. Right, so what you end up with is, you know, gaps in your visibility and, you know, I think Cisco is really, really driving this, this end to end visibility. And I, and I really do appreciate the fact that you guys are trying to pull that multi OEM thing in by, by using generic um, protocols and things like that. So, so now you can pull, you know, IP fix from, you know, Linux boxes or, or from VMware. NetFlow from, you know, other OEM switches or, or campus fabric. So, 
you know, what we want to provide for the customer is really an end-to-end solution, right? And that end-to-end solution could have other OEMs in it. So I, I really do appreciate that you guys are, are doing that, you know, for, for customers. I think that's a big, really big deal to call out. Yeah, for sure. And I think that is where, uh, you know, again, coming back to what Alexander was talking about, the open platforms, the open mm-hmm. nature of the platforms is going to help uh, Cisco, our partners, as well as customers add on to these innovations. Correct. Is there, maybe that's good that you mentioned this, is there a way that uh, interested partners or customers can contribute or where they need to reach out if they want to contribute uh, to uh, using the open app uh, to develop more of the products and give you insight? Is there a way? Maybe that's also something interesting that we can share either way through a link or whatnot, what's available? Yes. So currently, uh, we are in the development stage for, uh, uh, you know, for an app center similar to what we have as the data center uh, app center, right? Yeah. So we have the apps published in the data center app center for, uh, you know, whichever innovations that we want to add into the ACI space with the APIC. We are planning mm-hmm. to extend that not just into ACI world, but also across the data center portfolio, as I mentioned, right? So. It is under development, but what you will see once that is done is um, on the ND, you will have a way for applications to, uh, you know, to you you can you will have a way to connect to these app centers, um, and it will be available just one Google search away, and uh, nice. using that app center, you can you know will provide you a set of APIs, toolkits, and you can develop your own app. Or if there is an app that you like that Cisco has developed, you want to download it on your Nexus dashboard, you will be able to do that. Um, And again, there will be APIs, there will be uh, automation toolkits provided for you to kickstart using these apps, um, as well as to start developing these apps. I like the fact that uh, you will have a like a store like feature that you just choose what what apps to run. So now. Uh, you still need, everybody knows now you need to still download the software, then upload the software, you know, like install the software, but that's, that's great. I mean, I like uh, where this is going. Yeah. Like kind of like AWS marketplace, right? Where you can just yeah. you know, spin Indeed. something up from another OEM, right? That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, sp- speaking of apps, right? So, so again, you know, ND Nexus dashboard kind of relies on apps, but Nexus cloud, I, I'm not seeing that, that yet. So is that there's really probably not going to really be an app, right? It'll just be a feature that's added, right? Because, you know, cloud, Nexus cloud can get updated, you know, overnight or whatever, right? And the new feature will appear there for for all consumers of it, right? Which is a a pretty nice feature too. Is that the case? Yeah, so the way we are looking at Nexus Cloud since it's a as a service consumption model, right? Um, it will be like a service on the Nexus Cloud um, platform. So you can have services. Uh, currently, we do have uh, integrations or I would say automation uh, for Terraform and Ansible with uh, some of the use cases that Nexus Cloud provides, like site onboarding, for example. Uh, so we have those published automation, uh, you know, the Terraform and the Ansible modules. Uh, but once we start having more integration, deeper integrations with uh, our other ecosystem partners on Nexus Cloud, what you will see is a service way of delivering those apps. 
So it will be added added as a service into the Nexus Cloud, and uh, we will be providing APIs for you to add on to those services. Now these are again some of the future-looking things uh, for Nexus yeah. Cloud uh, because sure. Nexus Cloud itself is under uh, controlled availability today. But again, the, our idea and our vision is to enable um, the customers as well as our partners to have these integration points between both the platforms. Add to that too, we'd like to do things that are similar to what we have with Nexus Dashboard today. So thinking of service right. now, for example, right. we want to build something similar, but for Nexus Cloud, something similar to the Nexus Dashboard Insights app that's already available. So extending those same use cases, being able to take anomalies, create advisories, create tickets, we want to bring that benefit to our Nexus Cloud customers in the near future as well. So it won't just be things directly on the Nexus Cloud platform, but also integrations that work with our, our third party partners and can be downloaded on a customer service now instance, for example. So we know Nexus Cloud, uh, it's still going to be announced soon. You just mentioned Nexus Dashboard and ServiceNow integration. Are there some ways that customers or partners can do like a test run? Is there something available that they can do? Maybe check it out themselves if they're interested to see how it goes, how it can like, uh, how they can benefit from this one as well? Sure. So customers can go to the ServiceNow store for these two apps in particular, the um, Nexus Dashboard Insights application that I talked about earlier, as well as the two uh, ACI ones, and do a free trial via the ServiceNow store. Um, and then we also have dCloud resources. So, for example, if a customer has or partner has access to dCloud, we've built a lab that showcases not just Nexus Dashboard Insights, but also the Insights app and the ND connector uh, for service now as well. So you can go play around with the different features and, and test it out. It'd be good also to include a link later uh, for the dCloud environment and more, of course, focused uh, for the partners, but uh, I think that's interesting as well uh, so they can see what we guys are doing. Same thing for Terraforms too, right? There's a, there's a Terraform app now, right? Because that was moved um, onto the Nexus dashboard, if I'm not mistaken, recently. So now there's a, a Terraform app versus just, you know, using it natively, you kind of use it through dashboard. Um, so is there, is there resources for that yet? Or are you guys building that out? Yeah, you're talking about the Terraform cloud agent, uh, which, which is being hosted on uh, Nexus dashboard. Yeah, so we are uh, in the process of putting it on dCloud, uh, but you will see it pretty soon. Now, okay. before we go to uh, dCloud, the one thing that I also want to just clarify on that part and what we are doing there is um, basically Terraform Cloud. It's a way for Terraform customers to consume, uh, you know, their platform as a service again, and not worry about all the operations that goes behind a Terraform, a typical Terraform automation infrastructure, right? So it is an out-of-the-box automation where uh, customers can, you know, run their cloud agent on Nexus dashboard. Again, it is as an app. Uh, with where that interface is going to happen. So the customers are going to interface with an app. The cloud agent is going to be sitting on the Nexus dashboard. It connects to the Terraform cloud. So there will be mechanisms on the app for the cloud agent to go and connect to the Terraform cloud. And then it is going to, the agent is going to be polling uh, the TFCB, which is the Terraform cloud, uh, for different kinds of jobs. And then once that job is, you know, it gets that job, it's going to go and do all the configuration automatically into your fabrics. So that is what is, uh, you know, going to be the overall use case. Again, the idea here is for out of the box integration use cases, out of the box uh, ways for customers to consume these technologies together. Great. Yeah. Nice. 
You mentioned um, earlier as well Nexus as a code, right? And we're talking about now Ansible and Terraform, and there are still some customers, you know, they're all new to this. Maybe also you can elaborate there a little bit what Nexus as a code actually means or a little bit more in detail so they actually understand as well. For customers that doesn't have, I don't have like a real, a lot of experience running, you know, like running Ansible scripts or doing uh, automation through Terraform. Let me, let me take that. Um, basically what we have seen customers uh, tell us is a lot of the times we have like the Terraform uh, modules, we have also all the Ansible automation that we have on the GitHub. A uh, lot of the times, if somebody is not a sophisticated automation user, if I'm just getting started on my automation journey and I am not so familiar or I'm still learning Terraform and Ansible, I will still want to consume these automation frameworks. I will still want to consume these automation points for configuring the network. And I do not know yet what are the, the Cisco provided uh, or what kind of a mandate that Cisco provides, what kind of advice that Cisco provides for certain configuration points in the network. So what we have done is um, we have come up with what is called a Cisco validated automation. So what it means is the Nexus as code is going to provide you with a layer of abstraction pretty much on top of your Terraform providers. So it's a layer of abstraction, abstraction where you are given uh, like a YAML file and we would have pre-filled all the configuration dependencies in that file. So for example, if you want to configure a tenant, then you have to go and configure a VRF, you have to configure a bridge domain. So we would have put in all those dependencies already as part of that abstraction. As a customer, once you get that YAML file, you go and plug in your data within that file. And it's a more natural way of consuming uh, the Terraform or your Ansible automation underneath so that Nexus S code is in turn going to go and trigger all the, you know, the Terraform code and the Terraform providers. It's going to go and trigger the corresponding configuration in your Terraform providers, but as an input, as a customer, you are just giving me your data entry, like what is the name of the tenant? What is the name of the VRF that you want to be a part of the tenant? That is all the information that you are giving to me as an input. And then from there on, we take care of going and calling the corresponding Terraform providers, which in turn is going to go and automate and do all the configuration for your fabrics. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. The idea here is to have a simplified interface for our customers. Okay. Uh, before we close, Mary and Will, is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to touch on? Yeah, so we have a whole lot of, uh, you know, resources available in our Cisco DevNet, our development community. We also have uh, resources in our, uh, you know, if you do a Google search on the various integration points, we have resources available, white paper, solution documents available online. Uh, with all our ecosystem partners with F5, ServiceNow, uh, you know, Cisco Security. So there's a whole lot of documentation resources available. So if a customer or as a partner, if you want to make use of these resources, you know, you have all of these handy with you. Along with that, obviously, Cisco Live, we are going to have, you know, dev DevNet sessions. We are going to have a whole lot of sessions. So if you're coming to Cisco Live EMEA next week, uh, that's another resource. There are a whole lot of, uh, you know, sessions and resources over there. 
And I, and I just want to add to that, um, you know, we also have a, a tremendous amount of content on worldwide site, worldwide technology. So, you know, feel free to come create an account if you don't have a, an account at worldwide. And we have a, a large amount of ACI training, Nexus dashboard training, Nexus insights training. Once cloud goes GA, um, we'll have a Nexus cloud instance. So we're going to also provide, you know, our own basically D cloud, right? For all of these resources that customers can come and consume. That's what I'm working on right now. I would also add a couple of things. Another really helpful page, if you just Google ecosystem partner collateral and Cisco um, is a page that we've built and it has tiles for every different ecosystem partner that we work with. And if you navigate to a particular partner, you'll see everything from solution briefs about the integration that we've built with that partner. If we have one um, to things like um, blog posts or different collateral that correlates to things, different ongoing projects that we have with that partner. And then one other thing I would add to is please feel free to reach out directly to Mayur. I mean, nothing is more valuable to us than talking with customers directly in terms of validating what we're thinking with a particular use case or in terms of adding additional ones and shaping our roadmap moving forward. So please don't hesitate to reach out. All right. And we'll make sure to include the links to as many of those resources as possible in the show notes below. So check that out. And of course, uh, before we close, I have to give you a weekly reminder that you can subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform and receive alerts on our latest releases. So please, wherever you're listening to us, make sure to click on that subscribe or follow button now. Thank you for listening in. See you again next week.